Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. And welcome into episode 79 of the Courtside Crossover with Chris Partey. As always, we're presented by FullPressCoverage.com. Head on over and check us out on the Full Press Coverage app. Download that or go to Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you find podcasts. You find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris Partey. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm just going to get into a couple things. Um, I know it happened over the weekend. It's a couple days ago, but the incident between Shannon Sharp, FS1 analyst, NFL Hall of Famer with the Broncos and the Ravens, um, you know, sports media guy now, undisputed. He got into it with basically the entire Grizzlies team. I want to get into that at the Lakers game. I think a Friday night it was. Friday or Saturday night. I think it was Friday night. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about a little switch up to the all-star weekend festivities and the all-star game. First, Shannon Sharp. So Shannon Sharp got into it with Dylan Brooks at the Laker game. Right. And by now, obviously you've all seen the clips. He made an apology this week on undisputed uh, Monday morning on undisputed. And I'm going to play a little piece of that for you right now. As you probably have heard or have seen, Friday night um, at the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. Um, you know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years, responsibility and accountability. And I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. 
me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up and I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize to the Lakers organization, Jeannie Buzz, the Buzz family. I apologize for any harm or unwanted attention that I brought to your organization. I want to apologize to the fans that were in attendance and the fans that watched on television because that's not what you paid for and that's not what you tuned in to watch. Shannon Sharp should have been mentioned as, a, as someone that was at the game, not someone that let his emotions run hot and get out of hand during the game. I want to apologize to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies, uh, organization and fans, I am sorry. More specifically, I want to apologize to Dylan Brooks. He is a fierce competitor, and seeing him up close. There you have Shannon Sharp right there apologizing to everybody under the sun, basically. Um, apologize to the Lakers. Apologize to his Fox family, FS1 family, undisputed. Um, he went into the apology to the Grizzlies organization and Dylan Brooks, and he eventually apologized to John Morant and his father, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um <clears throat> That clip goes on for about three minutes. I wasn't going to play the whole thing, but it's just interesting to see that it actually went that far because we always talk about how NBA players don't really want to fight. You know, we see all these times, these scuffles in the NBA, especially now where players, I mean, you got the the eighth, ninth, tenth guy on the bench sometimes making, you know, five to eight, maybe $10 million a year, depending on the team and the contract, obviously, these guys don't really want to fight. Then you bring in a football player and throw him into the mix, who's also in one of the premier analysts right now for the last five, six years on one of the premier morning shows across the country. And he has to be critical of players, franchises, teams, executives, whoever it is. Now he's at the game. And just recently, and I've said this too, about how much these Grizzlies talk like, they're always chirping at the Warriors or at, at other teams, and they haven't won anything. I get the bravado. I get. I understand, hey, they're in the bag right now. Ja is one of the top five, ten, however you want to put him, five to seven players in the league. He's one of the top players in the league. Let's just put it like that. They have a very good young nucleus right now, and they're feeling themselves, basically. Um, couldn't get past the Warriors last year. Right now, it doesn't look like the Warriors are going to be in the position to eliminate them this year from the playoffs. You never know what could happen. I still believe the Warriors can turn it around in time enough to make a run in the playoffs, but we'll see what happens. But with the Grizzlies, they're, you know, it's out of, you know, with them, the Nuggets, the Pelicans right now, Pelicans have fallen a little bit, but, you know, especially with the Nuggets, they're towards the top. They're at, you know, towards the top of the conference, conference right now. And the Grizzlies are, like I said, for lack of a better term, they're feeling themselves. So they've just been, you know, they've been talking a little reckless. I'll put it like that. They've been talking reckless. So Shannon Sharp recently had comments about that on Undisputed. And that spilled over into the game at Crypto Arena Center, whatever they call it now, Staples Center, what it used to be. Crypto whatever. That spilled over to there. He started with Dylan Brooks. They went back and forth, like he said. Then, you know, other players came over. People came from the, you know, off the bench, the security, everybody. It was just like a whole big mess. Today, I heard former FS1 analyst and host, um, 
Marcellus Wiley, who's now independent, doing his own thing, a couple different ventures he's doing. He has a couple different shows he's doing now. Um, he left FS1 late last year, and he thought it was fixed. I don't have the clip, but he, you know, to paraphrase, he saw it, and what he said is him knowing Shannon Sharp and knowing Shannon Sharp's background coming from football and having played games where – you know, maybe he got into it or, you know, had people in the crowd say certain things to him or even throw snowballs with batteries in them. This is uh, Marcellus Wally's words now. We know that has happened in different different uh, stadiums in the NFL. It's happened. Um, for him to react like that and basically beckon over uh, Dylan Brooks and the entire team to basically come get some, come get this smoke, as he put it, He's been in that situation before where he's a player on the not on the court, but on the field in his in, in football, where he is not going to go into the stands. So why would he expect them to do the same? I mean, so Marcellus Wally kind of broke it down and said he thought it was, yes, it was heated. It was real in that sense because it spilled over from the show, but he thought it was a little bit contrived. That's what he was saying. Um, I don't know if I'll go that far. I'm not sure if it was contrived. Maybe it is. Now, with all the stuff going on with Shannon and Skip recently, last week or a couple weeks ago, um, or actually a few weeks ago, almost a month ago now, I should say, Skip took a shot at Shannon basically saying he's nowhere near as good, even as a Hall of Famer, he was nowhere near as good at what he did compared to what Tom Brady did. And Shannon Sharp took that personally as anybody would because there was no need for Skip to say that, but that's what Skip does. He likes to troll. That's basically what he does. He's been paid very very well over the last however many years. He's been in the industry for decades, but on TV, I guess you say the last, what, 25 years now, 20-plus years on ESPN, he's been paid very well to troll people. And he'll even troll his own partner on television, obviously, and that's what he did. Shannon Sharp took exception to that. They had a back and forth. And then when the DeMar Hamlin thing, the, uh, the injury happened with DeMar Hamlin, Skip put his tweet out that no one was in favor of except for him. He refused to take it down. They came on the next, you know, or at the time, Shannon even tweeted, you know, basically uh, he didn't agree with it. They came on the next week, um, that week, that next week after that game, or actually the next day, after uh, a couple of days after the game, because Shannon missed the next show. So that was a Monday night game. Shannon missed the next show. And when he came back on, I guess, that Wednesday, he addressed it. And they had another back and forth where Skip wouldn't even let him finish his, his monologue to open the show, which was scheduled for him to do. He couldn't even finish that. So there's been a lot going on with these two. So I don't know. Maybe this, maybe this was contrived. Who knows? In the world of media, entertainment, even sports media, where, yeah, the games are real on the field. Some people will tell you otherwise that they think the NFL's fixed and all the other things. But let's just, for sake of argument, the games are real on the court, on the field, for the most part. Sometimes on some of these shows, some of these arguments are contrived. So I'm not going to put it past someone to put this thing together as far as Shannon going to the game, not saying he wasn't going to go anyway, but getting into it with the Grizzlies. I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility. Now, I think it just happened. But I think there's a, you know, there's a, definitely a chance that that could have been contrived in some manner. As far as Shannon's apology, 
Um, I had no issue with it. I had no issue with the apology. Um, honestly, I'm not even sure if he really had to make it. Now, I'm sure someone at FS1 or Fox talked to him and said, you know, we do, you know, we need an apology. We we got to say something, we, or at least we have to address it. We've at least got to address it. I'm not going to go as far as say that they made him or gave him an ultimatum. Like, oh yeah, you got it. No, I don't know if it was like that. I don't think it was like that. But um, I think Shannon just decided to go ahead and apologize, and you apologize, you ask for forgiveness, and you move on. Right? I mean, what else can you do? Now we'll see what happens the next time. I'll be interested to see how he addresses the Grizzlies from here on out the rest of the season because he's been kind of critical of them recently. I have too. A lot of people have because they have been – other teams have been critical of them because they've been chirping a lot. For a team that has not even made it to a conference finals yet, like this Grizzlies team, they made it back in the day like, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago. But this Grizzlies squad currently, they haven't been past the second round of the playoffs. All right? So for them to not have won anything, they've been doing a lot of talking. So we're going to see how that plays out. I just thought the whole incident was interesting. Hey, it made for good TV. And of course, it is Hollywood. Let's remember that. This happened in LA at the Laker game, Lakers Grizzly game, right? That's where it happened. And we know Shannon Sharp, LeBron James is his man's, right? So of course, he's going to be chirping and, you know, doing the whole back and forth. Now, you know, Shannon Sharp ain't scared. You know, he he was literally ready to take on the whole freaking Grizzlies team. He was ready. He And I'm not even sure if he had anybody there with him at the game. He was ready to take on the whole team. He, he didn't give two you-know-whats. He did not care, right? I'm not sure how well that would have worked out, but – you look at Shannon Sharp, you look at that, the average basketball player, I think he might have been all right. Anyway, all right, I want to talk a little bit about this change they've made to the NBA All-Star Game, which is on February Sunday, February 19th. Um, what they're going to – what they started doing for the last couple of years is they do a draft, you know. They have the two top vote-getters, and they pick their teams from the other available players that were voted as All-Stars. What they're going to do now, they used to do this, you know, maybe a week or so before the actual game. Now what they're going to do, they're basically going to make this a pickup game. That's what this is going to be a pickup game for the most part, a glorified pickup game. They're going to pick the teams the same day of the All-Star game. The two captains will draft their rosters live prior to tip off. That's what it says here. I'm reading this off of Twitter. All-Star, All-Star starter who received most fan votes from each conference will be captains, obviously. So. That's how that works. Um, so, yeah, this is a new wrinkle. Um, I mean, the NBA is doing whatever they can to try to liven up the All-Star game. Not so much the All-Star weekend, which something like the dunk contest could use some work because last year it was not very good. But just the, the All-Star game because people have complained about the All-Star game. When I say people, I mean even former players and analysts about how lackadaisical it is been, you know, for about almost the last probably 10 years now. Players are not playing in the All-Star game like they used to, and there's really no incentive for them to do so. And they make so much money. It's not like that bonus they get for the All-Star game. You know what I mean? It's not compared to what players make now. Now, 30, 20, 30 years ago, 
that extra bonus for making the all-star game and winning, yeah, that meant a lot. Nowadays, it's just, you know, it's for a lot of players, especially for a lot of the all-stars, who a lot of these are going to be, you know, first-team NBA guys, first-team defense or whatever. It's like pocket change, honestly. When you're making 20, 30, 40 million a year, like some of these top all-stars are going to be or are making, who will be in this game, it's like pocket change. So they don't have a lot of incentive. They're more worried, especially the ones that are on contenders. They're like real contenders. They're more worried about the second half of the season, that home stretch run, not getting injured in a game that essentially means nothing. It, it, it really doesn't mean anything. Like it does, yeah, you win it, and you know, maybe whoever wins the MVP, you add that to your resume. But in the grand scheme, championships is what matters now, especially. It's all we talk about. Or regular season MVP, finals MVP, whatever it is. <clears throat> All-star MVP, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. It's great to win it if you win it, when you win it. But I'm sure, I'm sure it would be pretty far down on the list for most players today compared to MVP or finals MVP or winning a championship overall. Something like that. I'm sure this would be lower on the totem pole. So it just feels like the NBA, with the complaints we've heard the last however many years about the All-Star game, because the first three quarters, the first three and a half quarters, really, players are just kind of, they're going through the motions. You know, I mean, we always talk about how little defense is played in today's game in general. There's even less defense played in the All-Star game now. Until you get to that last two to four minutes when it's really close and guys really turn it on and they try to they go hard and they try to win, you might see some defense then. Other than that, the All-Star game, I mean, it's already like a pickup game, basically. The NBA is making it even more like a pickup game now by having teams, the two, the two captains, draft their players the same day. Now, <clears throat> I think that could add a little bit of intrigue to it because if a player gets snubbed, you know, whoever goes second or third or fourth, maybe it's like, all right, well, I thought I thought so-and-so was my man's. He didn't pick me. Now I'm on the other team. <clears throat> maybe that adds a little bit of intrigue. Aside from that, I don't know what all this is supposed to accomplish. I really don't. It kind of feels like change just for the sake of change. Again, it could add a little intrigue. I'm not sure. Um, I'll probably tune in <laughs> for a little bit. I rarely watch the actual All-Star game anymore. I mean, or at least all of it. Um, All-Star Saturday, yes. All over there. Even when the dunk contest is bad, that's just a fun weekend. Uh, Sunday night, and even some of the stuff on Friday night that they have as well is also fun. Some of the uh, skills competitions, those kind of things. But uh, Saturday night is usually the one that I'm definitely tuned into, the three-point contest and, of course, the uh, dunk contest. If we can start getting better dunkers in the dunk contest, that would also be great. But I digress. Um, we'll see what happens with this All-Star game. I don't know if this is going to become a regular thing, but it probably will because, remember, the plan was supposed to be – was a test in the beginning. and But, see, the, the plan added money 
generating more revenue because you added more teams. I don't think this is necessarily going to generate more revenue in that sense. Again, I'm just not fully sure why this change is taking place. Like, it just feels – I had not heard much about it now. I may have missed something. It's hard to keep up with everything. I tried, but it's hard. I may have missed something, but I don't remember this being talked about that, something that was on the table as far as changing the, the, the All-Star draft to the same day, basically right before the game. So it's literally just going to be a pickup game. Now, I want to see if the intensity will be different, if it will be more, will be less, will be the same, because you're just going to pick your guys right then. So there's no – again, there's going to be no – now, I don't think there's a lot of strategy to begin with. Let's just be honest. Even when they were picking the teams um, a few days out, I don't think there was much strategy there to begin with. But now there's probably going to be even less strategy – because you're just picking your 10 guys or whatever it is, and you're going out there and you're playing right away. Like, you're just you're going out, get a few minutes, and you go. You get it together. This is what we're going to do. We're going to play this type of defense, even though they're not going to play any defense hardly. We're going to do this on offense. <laughs> and, and on offense, it's really just, you know, it's a bunch of one-on-one competitions, basically. Or they let guys run down the lane and throw alley-oops off the backboard to themselves. Or they throw or they throw alley-oops off the backboard to somebody else. No one tries to defend it hardly. I mean, it's just that's what the that's what the NBA All-Star game has become. become. It's just I don't even want to call it a glorified pickup game because some places you go and play pickup ball, people actually try. Like I'm not even sure what to call this. It's almost just like shoot around sometimes. But again. In a sense, that's what the NBA has become, shoot around. Because everybody just shoots threes. There's going to be a lot of that in this game, too. So we'll see what happens with that. All right, that's going to do it this week for episode 79 of the Courtside Crossover. Again, go ahead over to fullpresscoverage.com. Check us out there. Find the Full Press Coverage app and download that. Check us out on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, and more. Twitter and Instagram is where you'll find me, at Chris Partee. That's C-R-I-S-S-P-A-R-T-E-E. I'm mostly active on Instagram, so definitely check me out there. But also shoot me a holler on Twitter, you know. Wherever you holler at me at, I'll holler back. All right, check you out. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.